welcome back to the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. My name is Jo. I am a registered dietitian and the whole purpose of this podcast is to smash the taboo of binge eating. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Today, I'm going to be getting into the topic of food rules. And I've named today's episode, Make Food Rules Work For You. And I know that sounds unusual coming from me because I am an anti-diet dietitian. I'm very vocal about the fact that I don't think we need to have a life lived by food rules. I don't think that food rules are very conducive to having a good relationship with food. And I don't think that you need a ton of rules to overcome binge eating. When I work with clients, I help them to identify their food rules and together we come up with strategies for how that they can start to dismantle them and start to live a life that is not led by food rules, which is all great and positive and most people do benefit from that. But I think it's also very important to recognize that it is going to be hard to have no food rules. Even people with the best relationship with food have certain food rules, even if they don't see them as such. To give you an example, one of my food rules is, and I'm somebody who has a wonderful relationship with food now, one of my food rules is I need to have breakfast within about an hour of waking. If I don't, my energy levels hit the floor. I can't concentrate. God forbid that I'm driving or in an important meeting or something because it is not going to end well. Even people with the best relationships with food usually do have some food rules. They just don't recognize it as such. If you didn't have any food rules, you would end up eating random foods at random times and which there's nothing wrong with, but it probably isn't going to be very a very satisfying experience overall. So my goal of this episode is to give you some advice to help you to make food rules work for you. So it's not that you're going from having a whole list of food rules to having none. You can make your food rules work for you. Before I get into it, just my usual disclaimer, please don't take any healthcare advice from this podcast. It is just for entertainment purposes only. Always seek individualized support from your doctor or your nurse. But if you would like individualized support with me as your dietitian, then I am back taking private coaching clients. I see clients on a one-to-one basis, so it's completely individualized support. When I moved to the States, I had to take a little break. They make you fill out a lot of paperwork when you move here. So that is all sorted now and I am back up and running. So if you are interested in working together with me as your personal dietitian to overcome binge eating, then I will leave a link in the show notes where you can book a free, no obligation introduction to coaching. Also to add to that, I'm not going to be doing 30 second reviews at the end of every podcast episode now. I put out new episodes twice a week and it turns out that I just can't read that fast. So I will do a review whenever I have a new resource to share with you, but it just won't be every week. All right, let's get into it. Three tips for how to make food rules work for you. My first tip is for every food rule that you have, ask yourself, what is my plan B? There's a saying which I love and it has nothing really to do with food and it is that The best plans are flexible ones. And I think that can be really nicely applied to food rules. 
I ask yourself to look inwards and really investigate with every rule that you have, what would happen if you couldn't follow this rule? So let's use an example here. One of the most common food rules when people are recovering from binge eating is that you don't want to eat past a certain time in the evening. And you find that if you do eat past a certain time, that a binge is inevitably going to happen. This is quite a black and white rule. And when it comes to recovering from binge eating, I really don't recommend that you have rules like this. I don't recommend that you set a time in the evening that if you eat past that time, that you are definitely going to binge. So you always try to stop eating by that time. Think about what you're doing here. You are reinforcing the idea to yourself that if I eat past seven or eight o'clock, a binge is definitely going to happen. And have you heard of self-fulfilling prophecy? When you tell yourself something is going to happen, it most likely is going to happen. So do yourself a favor and dismantle that narrative. I'm not saying that you have to jump to eating past a certain time in the evening if you're not ready yet, but why not try to change that narrative that eating past seven or eight in the evening isn't automatically going to end up in a binge. I know that you you have only created this rule because you have found that has been your time where you do binge. But let's just be honest with ourselves here. You have eaten past seven or eight in the evening and not binged before. That has happened and it can happen again. I've gone off on a bit of a tangent there. Going back to my initial point about the best plans being the ones that are flexible. I invite you to turn this rule about not eating past seven or eight in the evening to one that's a bit more flexible. Because whether you like it or not, the time is going to come at some point, maybe this year, maybe next year, maybe way down the line. The time is going to come where you are going to be in a position where you have to eat past seven or eight in the evening. Maybe you're at a restaurant, maybe you're out with friends, or maybe you've gone to a relative's house and they've cooked you a meal and it's way into the evening time. Maybe, and this is a likely scenario, you are going to be running late one day. You're going to have a really stressful day at work or picking up the kids and you don't get home until seven or eight in the evening and you are starving. What are you going to do in that moment? Are you going to stick to your rule or are you going to honor your hunger and feed yourself because you are hungry? If you can genuinely put your hand on heart and say that you do feel genuinely better when you don't eat past seven or eight or whatever time you've set for yourself in the evening, then that's fine. And I absolutely respect that. But you need a plan B and you need to reframe this rule so it's not black and white. How about saying to yourself, for the most part, I'm going to try and eat all of my food, consume all the calories that my body needs before seven or eight o'clock in the evening. But if I am hungry past that time, I am going to allow myself to eat because I know that my body doesn't let me get away with hunger. And if I don't satisfy my hunger today, I am definitely going to binge in the next day or so. The best plans are the ones that are flexible. So for every food rule that you have, I invite you to make it into one that's not black and white and use phrases like, for the most part, or as much as I can, 
but always put your hunger before the rule. If hunger is present, you must eat. Tip number two is attention towards intention. For every food rule that you have, I want you to ask yourself and be really honest with yourself, be really true to yourself. You don't have to share this with anybody, but I want you to check in with what is your intention for this rule? And I know when people say, oh, just do a check-in with yourself, that can sound a bit ambiguous and a bit vague. So what I mean by that is to ask yourself as if you were asking a friend, what is this rule all about? What are you hoping to gain from this rule? If the answer has anything to do with being in a calorie deficit or weight loss or changing your body in some way, then I invite you to rethink the rule. I'm going to say it like it is. If your food rule functions to help you achieve weight loss, that's going to keep you stuck in diet culture and prevent you from building a healthy relationship with food. And hey, I know this is incredibly difficult. This is really, really freaking hard because, yeah, you have the obvious rules that are to help you lose weight, like stick within your sin allowance or maintain a calorie deficit on my fitness pal or make sure you don't go over the points you've been allocated. Those are all very obvious rules that will help you to lose weight, right? But what about the ones that aren't so obvious? You may have created a whole list of food rules with the aim of weight loss, but you haven't framed them as such. The focus on weight loss has happened subconsciously. It wasn't something you were really aware of doing on a very clear, obvious level. So to give an example, you have to walk 10,000 steps a day. That could be for weight loss or that could just be for general health and well-being. Always choose low-fat milk. That could be a weight loss rule. Or that could just be because you've heard that low-fat milk is, is better for adults. Or the rule that I gave in tip one, don't eat past seven or eight in the evening. That could be a weight loss rule. Or it could just be that you prefer to eat most of your food earlier in the day. It can be really challenging and it can feel really uncomfortable to check in with what your intention is for all of these rules. You may even try and lie to yourself and say, oh, but I genuinely do like walking. That's why I walk 10,000 steps a day. So if you are finding it hard to pay attention to your intention, here is a question that I want you to ask yourself. With every single food rule, would I still follow this rule if I knew that it wasn't going to cause me to lose weight or change my body shape or size in some way? Would I still do it? And tip number three is to appreciate the positives of having food rules. I think it's very important when we are doing work like this, trying to dismantle food rules, is that we do pay attention to how they are serving you, what the positives of them are. And I invite you to do this by using a simple pros and cons list. And on the pro side, think about where food rules are really serving you in life. To give you an example, one of your food rules might be that you always have to drink a pint of water before every meal. And when you've done step two and you've paid attention to your intention for this rule, you have found that you do this because you find that you eat less at the meal, because you feel semi-full with the water. 
and therefore you eat less calories and it helps to maintain a calorie deficit so you lose weight, yada yada. But let's look at the pros of this rule. A very obvious one is that it helps you to maintain a high water intake. And if you find it difficult to reach the daily intake of water, then that's quite a positive thing. Maybe you find that it helps with digestion or you just prefer how food feels in your mouth when you are better hydrated. Those are all very valid reasons of why you might want to drink water before a meal. And by doing this pros and cons list, we can look at what benefits, for example, in this case, drinking water before a meal gives you. And when you are dismantling this food rule in a bid to get a better relationship with food, we can look at other ways that you can meet the pros list so that you can still get the benefits, but without it being a very tight food rule. Of course, with acknowledging the positives, we also have to acknowledge the cons, right? The negatives. Some possible negatives that you might attach to this food rule surrounding drinking water before a meal. You hate having to drink so much water before a meal and you find that a third or halfway through the pint that you are just done and you really don't want any more water, but you force yourself through. Or another negative might be that, yeah, you find that you can't finish the meal, but then you're hungry again an hour or so later. And it kind of defeats the purpose because you are physically full from the water and the bit of the meal that you could manage. Your body just didn't get the nutrients and the calories that it needed. I know a pros and cons list can seem a little bit basic, but I really do ask you to go through this for each food rule that you have. It can be really surprising to see what is going on, why you do certain things, What is the positive reasons? What are the benefits of doing them? And what are the negatives? And it makes it a lot easier when it comes to dismantling the rule because you can see clearly how it's affecting you negatively and what positives come from the rule that maybe you can add into your life elsewhere. So a clear one for this food rule would be that maybe you don't have to drink a full pint of water before a meal what would be wrong with just 300 mils or 500 mils? You get the benefits of feeling hydrated and working towards meeting your water intake, but without feeling punished and forced to drink a ton of water before a meal and without feeling hungry an hour or so later. So just to run through those tips again, tip number one is to remember that The best plans are the flexible ones. So with every single food rule, I want you to ask yourself, what is plan B? Tip number two is to pay attention to your intention for every food rule. Be honest with yourself. What is my goal with this food rule? What am I hoping it's going to achieve? Is it anything to do with weight loss? Be really, really honest with yourself. And tip number three is to pay attention to the positives of the food rules as well. Do a simple pros and cons list and acknowledge that your food rules are benefiting you in some way. It does just come down to balancing it with the negatives and working towards incorporating the positives in some other aspect. All right, we covered a lot there. I know this can seem kind of trivial. It can seem very detailed. And I understand that. And if you are somebody who doesn't have a problem with food rules, I totally understand if this episode was meaningless to you. But if you are somebody whose life is dictated by food rules, then I hear you. You are not alone. 
I hope you found these tips beneficial. I'm going to leave you there, but if you liked today's episode, please consider leaving me a review or a rating on iTunes. And if you've ever any suggestions for topics you would like me to cover on the podcast, send me an email, joe at antidietanswers.com or a DM on Instagram. I will see you in the next episode, but until then, the very best of luck in making your food rules work for you. Oh.